From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about the ebb and flow of our love story and why sharing your love story can make an impact on both of you. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard this quote before, but it bears saying again uh, in light of what we're going to be talking about today. And the quote says, every love story is beautiful, but ours is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. And we're going to be digging into it and, and sharing a lot about our love story uh, in today's show and why your story matters. But before we do, we start each and every one Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for all our brand new listeners, welcome. We're so excited to have you. If you don't know, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family. Someone just like you who is transforming their marriage, who is experiencing hope and and just restoration. And this week's hug is sponsored by Casper. And you can check them out at casper.com slash savings. And this is really big, you guys, because podcast listeners are invited to take advantage of Casper's competitive limited time President's Day offer for the first time ever. You deserve to wake up feeling refreshed and be rejuvenated without back pain. And that's where Casper comes in. The really neat thing is that Casper has three mattress lines to choose from. Mm -hmm. The original Casper, the innovative wave, and the streamlined essential. And here's the thing. When you're sleeping on a good bed, man, the difference it makes just for your overall health and and your alertness. And, And think about the fun that you have in that bed. Hey, think about a new one today. Absolutely. And you know, the neat thing is, is that Casper isn't just a mattress company. They also offer sheets, pillows, bed frames, and even dog beds. So everyone in the family (laughs) sleeps comfier than ever before. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it. And in the case of the one family, have fun on it trial. All returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. So for a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings and receive up to $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. This special offer expires February 20th, 2018. So see casper.com slash terms for more details. Now, just in case you didn't hear it the first time, that's $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more when you visit casper.com slash savings. And don't forget, this special offer expires February 20th, 2018. Now, this hug comes from an email that we received and said, hey, just started listening this past week. I drive 90 minutes one way to work and was flipping through different podcasts to keep me awake. Found you guys and haven't flipped since. Amen. My husband and I have been together five years and married for two. We have four boys in our family, two from his previous marriage and two in ours, 11, nine, four, and two. Mm. We were starting to struggle. I work 40 hours a week and so does he, but our schedules are opposite of each other. He wanted sex. I wanted sleep. I wanted a clean house and laundry done. He wanted to sit and relax. Since Christmas, we've been fighting on and off every week, almost every day. Mm. Our kids were fighting with one another. There was constant tension. And he was beginning to resent the kids because I always put them first. So when I started listening to your podcast, it was a Friday. I listened all weekend. I work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When I told my husband about the podcast, he was like, oh, okay. 
we both have Mondays off. So we took the kids to school together. And when we got home that morning, I applied some of what I absorbed from the show <laughs> to him. Awesome. I walked in the house and stripped down to my birthday suit and presented myself to him in front of the TV, which he was just turning on. After all was said and done, he said, I like this podcast. Keep listening. We've had sex three out of the past four days. Previously, we were having sex four times a month. This morning, he rolled over and said, there has been such a change in you and the way you treat me. I feel like a man again. Mm. The kids have been happier. The tension has disappeared and the screaming and shouting has stopped altogether. My husband is smiling and helping me with the housework without a single complaint. Our lives have changed in just four days for me listening to you guys and applying your suggestions to my life and my mindset. I will continue to listen and connect intimately with my husband. Mm. I love you guys for what you're doing for others and mostly for what you have already done in my life. Thank you. A loyal new listener. I love that. Wow. Being intentional, taking action four days. Look what happened. Well, and I just love the one part where she said, I will continue to listen to you guys and applying your su your suggestions to my life and my mindset. Mm -hmm. Right. She's not just listening once a week. Well, she's listening like 90 minutes. So she's probably getting in like three shows there and back, you know, six shows a day. Um, and just taking those and saying, how can I, you know, it's the whole hashtag this year, right? You guys, what can I do? What can I do? And she walked in and she presented herself in her birthday suit in front of the TV. I'm saying, you know, it's, it's going to get the TV turned off. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, so, you know, as Tony said, um, the start of the show, we're going to be talking about our love story. And this actually came up because we've been interviewed a number of times over the last week and for different podcasts. And, and we'll make sure when those shows come out that we definitely share them with you guys. Mm -hmm. But they were always starting with the same questions. You know, tell us how you met. What was it like at the beginning? And many of you have also been seeing the the love stories that I've been sharing on a, the One Extraordinary Marriage Facebook page, mm -hmm. right? Where folks have, you know, sent that email into info at One Extraordinary Marriage with your love story. And I'm just reading them so that you get to share your story with everyone. And and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, as we got to the, you know, the second or third interview, we're like, hold on a second. Have we shared all of this with you guys? Yeah, with the one family. With the one family. I mean, over the years, we, we've given bits and pieces and we've shared some of the tough times maybe early on. But did we... Did we ever share the love story? And, and more importantly, we want to share ours so that as you're listening, this is about you. You know, mm -hmm. what can I do? This is about you formulating your love story, knowing it. What was it? I mean, for some of you, it may have been you, you, you crossed paths because you lived in a small town and you met in first grade. For others of you, it may have been that, you know, years had passed and you met online. Mm -hmm. Whatever your love story is, though. It's, it's really good to go back to it and, and remember it because our, our marriages do ebb and flow. And a lot of times we'll get caught in the tough times and we'll forget, wow, how did we meet? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, what have we, what, what have we have accomplished together? Where have we gone together? What have we done together? Mm -hmm. And having that reminder. And maybe it, it's as you're listening, you start jotting down some of your own love story and present it to your spouse. Which is such a great idea because, you know, we weren't even supposed to meet. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you guys come back in time with us to the summer of 1994, um, Tony was a student at the university of Colorado Boulder. I was a student at DePaul university and I had actually applied to an internship program at CU. 
and had been been denied. I didn't make the cut. And so I was just thinking, I'm going to spend another summer in Columbus with my parents. And, you know, Tony was going to spend the summer at CU. We didn't know each other at the time. And three days before the internship program is supposed to start, I get this phone call in Columbus saying, hey, somebody couldn't make it. You were like next on on the list. Do you want to come to Boulder? Mm-hmm. for the summer. And I'm thinking, okay, this is the summer before my senior year in college. Would I much rather spend it in Boulder, Colorado, or would I like to spend it living with my parents at home in Columbus, Ohio? It took me all of about 2.2 seconds to be like, yeah, I'll be there, send the tickets. And to you know, yell to my parents, hey, you're taking me to the airport in three days. I, I need hiking boots. I, re- I distinctly remember that I needed to get hiking boots. And Why was that? Well, because I was going to Boulder and I just uh. assumed that hiking boots were like something you had to have Yes. Like well, that was my... We did wear a lot of hiking boots just even around town. And, I remember and your Merrells. Yes. I remember your Merrells. And so so here I end up in Boulder, Colorado, summer of 94. And the internship program had rented out a fraternity house for us to stay in and had hired four of the guys. Yeah. And so for me, I was there in Boulder living in my fraternity house. Uh, I had been living in it over that school year. And for summer... They hired four of us guys to stay there, free room and board. And our job was to be around, take care of the house. I had a specific job that I was the morning cook. And so, as Elisa will, will say, she, she knew I could cook before we ever got involved with each other. She knew I could cook eggs and bacon and pancakes, and I, did, I think I did some waffles. We, I had a, a good array of food I could cook in the morning. Although I had turned 21 that summer. Like three days before I came out. The same yeah. time I'm getting the phone call, he's turning 21. Right. And so l- let me just frame this for you guys. For us, we were far away from God at this point in time in our lives. Really, we, we had no relationship. And so we were just living our lives. And for me, just having turned 21 in Boulder, that meant I was going to be out late. I was going to the bars. And... Hey, that was just part of our our story that we looked back on and where we were. Mm-hmm. Because many a mornings, I'm surprised I even got up in time to cook breakfast for all those in the internship program, or that it was edible. You know, I mean that those were that there were some questionable things, and you know, in terms of the quality of the food coming out of the kitchen. But you know, that summer we knew that I had to go back that I was planning on going back to DePauw in the fall. Like that was the plan. It was only an eight week internship program. And we, we began to watch early on. We began to watch world cup 94 mm-hmm. world cup. And that was also the summer of OJ Simpson. Yes, And so and the we white Bronco and the white Bronco headed down to San Diego where we live now. And we just began to have this relationship build through us sitting on the couch with other students mm-hmm. and just getting to know each other. And talking, it was wasn't more than that. We 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 had a connection, in the sense that we're like, hey, you're here, I'm here, we're hanging out, let's talk. And it's interesting because as that began to build, and there became a an attraction, mm-hmm. you know, for one another, we did. We realized that this summer thing it was only going to last for eight weeks. Elisa was going to be gone. And there was a definite, um, I think a definite point for each of us where we're like, we don't want to do the long distance thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because keep in mind, summer of 94, pre-cell phones, pre, like we were like right on the cusp of the internet. So we had the .edu's in the computer lab at, on campus, right? It wasn't like we had all the computers. And that's where we we actually even had an IMing experience 
in, but you were in the computer lab on campus until the computer lab was time to close for the night, right? Mm-hmm. And and we had long distance bills out the, you know, as we were preparing for this, it was like a long distance bill. We didn't want to do it Mm-mm. until the day that he takes me to the airport, and this was you know pre nine eleven too, mm-hmm. so you could walk somebody to the gate, and he wouldn't take off his glasses in the airport, his sunglasses. And I'm like, dude, take off your sunglasses. That's and and for weird. those of you who are in Denver and remember the old Stapleton Airport, yes. that's where that's, that's where, where I had taken Elisa and. Had given her, I think it was a dozen roses. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I, I know it, it was roses. I, I know it was roses. Many. I don't remember how many, but I did. I handed those to her, and as she's about to leave, I, I didn't. I wouldn't take off my sunglasses inside the terminal. Tears began to flow because over this eight weeks that we had met and connected, there was a bond. Mm-hmm. There was something truly there that, man, had we not moved forward. I don't know where I'd be right now. I'm glad that we decided to stay connected over that year that we were apart when Elisa was finishing up her senior year at DePaul University. Because in that moment, I was crushed. I was heartbroken. I couldn't believe that in eight weeks, I had found a woman that shared so many of my experiences in that time. And we got to really connect. And I had never met someone else like that. And I've met plenty of women before Lisa. Um, but it was at that time that I was really just heartbroken seeing her get on that plane and not knowing if we were going to talk again, really, or even see each other and possibly talk. We had each other's phone numbers, but really just talk or meet up again and connect again after that. And, and here's the thing. I don't, and I don't know if I ever told you this. Do you remember talking to, um, the one time that you took me up to Chautauqua Park and we were watching the clouds roll in and, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was the first time that Tony had told me about his brother and the genetic blood disorder. And I just remember thinking this guy's got such an incredible heart. And I know a lot of you that have wa- listened to the show over the years, you've heard Tony's heart just for people and just for causes come out. And that was the first glimpse I had of it. And I remember thinking at that point in time, I'm going to marry this guy. But we did, we had this long distance year ahead of us. And you know, again, no FaceTime, no cell phones. So we're in like the snail mail world folks. And I will tell you, I still have all the cards and letters. So, so just as a side note, don't let the fact that we live in the digital age where you can text and you can FaceTime and things like that keep you from dropping a card in the mail to keep you from putting a card under you know his or her pillow because those things are tangible, right? Your text message stream is going to go bye-bye. And it's not to say you can't do though, do that. It's looking at like, can you still write a letter right. or a card that will touch your you know, your spouse's heart. Mm -hmm. You you may be long distance right now because of work or whatever it may be. Um, but it's, it's vital to, to put down like pen to paper. Hey, this is, this is what I'm feeling about you. And I'm going to put a link to this, but we have an article article called how to write a romantic love letter Mm -hmm. that will make your spouse's heart sing. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a link to that here in the show notes. So come on back and check it out, but this will just give you some of those tips. So if, if you are getting stuck, and you're going, hey, Tony and Elisa, I loved you, and yet I just don't know what to write or what to say. This will at least get you going in that direction. Absolutely. And so so we did that long distance year. And towards the end of that year, as I was preparing for graduation, I actually got a job offer from DePa. <laughs> and I you know, got in touch with Tony via the phone. And I think I talked to you. Did I paid you? I can't even remember how 
somehow I got in touch with you. I know you were at a bar yeah, when we actually I, talked. I like you called me recall. on a payphone or something like that. Yeah, I know I called you from a payphone. I, yeah. I don't remember how <laughs> you... Payphone, which is such a funny thing. Yeah. But Tony was not happy with this job offer because it meant that we were going to be long distance at least another year. And he's like, that's, like, that's not going to happen. Basically gave me the ultimatum. You either take the job or you either reject the job and you know move out to Colorado or you take the job and we're over and so I call my parents and my you know my dad was out and so I'm talking to my mom and I'm just emotional and my mom tells my dad and the next thing you know Tony is getting this letter in the mail I think we need to go into this though too it's like what were you thinking in that moment because I I I find that like wow Tony that was bold when I think about it now and I look back and I go man that was bold and, and pretty harsh because there was definitely things that we could have said, I could have said personally and done differently at that time. Sure. Because I think that was a big crux of, wow, is this really going to happen or not? But what were what were you thinking in that moment? Like, geez, what up? I do remember thinking, and we've had this conversation since about other aspects of our marriage, that that was the first time I saw you just kind of like lay down the law and just be like, here's what it is. It's black and white in my mind it's either going to be one way or the other way and you've got to make a choice mm-hmm. and you've done that for the last 23 years mm-hmm. on certain things. There are just a few things, not a few things, a handful of things in life where you're just like, this is the way I see it. And mm-hmm. now you've gotten a little softer in terms of you will actually like entertain conversation. Back then there was no conversation. Mm-hmm. You would yeah. said, you would said in that moment, it was like a five minute phone call and you're like, you either take this job and we're done or you don't take the job and, and we'll continue our relationship. And so I was like, well, I'm tossing all my eggs in one basket. I remember having that thought like, okay, I'm all in with this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just sharing this, you guys, hey, not perfect, right? Keep in mind, we were 21 and 20 at the time that we're having this conversation. Right. I mean, we were, we were still trying to navigate that love. And, and like I said at the beginning of the show, your love story, it ebbs and flows, Right. There's going to be those highlights, those those great times when you are just on a high. And I'm sure there were times for you guys, though, as you were courting one another, that there were probably some some difficult times as well, some tough decisions, just like Elisa and I are sharing now. But those are all make up who you are. Mm-hmm. That makes up who your mar- what your marriage is today. And, and so much of it ties into that that beginning time, right? Because I, you know, so my dad gets involved. He writes to me this letter and I'm like, look, you've got now I'm giving the ultimatums to my parents. I'm like, you either apologize or you don't come to my graduation. And I was the first one to graduate. So. And that letter for the life of us, Elisa has kept all the cards and all the letters I sent over those th- that year. We don't know where that letter has gone. I, I do know that we actually made a decision to get rid of it. Like we had gotten to a point a number of years ago in our marriage where we're like, you know what? The relationship's been healed. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. need to keep this as a memento of when things were really bad. And so we, we actually got rid of it. So I know it's not in existence anymore. But so, so I end up moving to Colorado. Don't take the job. Moved to Colorado. Now, keep in mind, this was the summer of 95. Jobs for recent college graduates were non-existent. And I went into a depression because here I am. I've got this college degree and I can't get a job. And I'm living in Colorado and I put all my eggs in this basket with this guy. And it's not going so well. Not going well at all. And I'm sure some of you have had those seasons in your relationship where you're like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right, and, and that's where we were, and we actually were like, okay, well, Colorado's not working out. Let's let's. We did a little hop into Columbus with my parents, and then we were like, you know what? 
we're not doing winter in Columbus. So we came out to California. And we had a fun three and a half day drive through what two thirds of the country well from ohio to california yeah two thirds of the country to california and, and we ended up at my parents house uh right. in, in a small town just west of palm springs and that's where we ended up yeah and I, no um, jobs no jobs we didn't have uh we didn't have anything i had somewhat a guarantee my dad um general contractor and a plumber and so i had a little bit of a guarantee that he would let me get some work right through him if he had some some jobs available and so i was able to at least get my feet on the ground a little bit with him it wasn't anything really permanent and elisa was i was working retail i was retail. working in an outlet mall mm -hmm. um, until you which found was a huge blow to my ego after right. coming out of you know depaw four-year college degree and just going i'm working at an outlet mall mm -hmm. that was that was humble pie and then i started working for enterprise and rent a car um, that was, you know, the first career type job after college. And then, you know, that first Thanksgiving. So we come out to, we land in California on November 1st, driving out. And that Thanksgiving, I'll never forget my first Thanksgiving outside. If you've never done Thanksgiving outside, cause you live where it's cold, you should do it at least once. Cause it's fabulous shorts and t-shirts outside in November. 75 degrees, perfect weather. And that night Tony's, uh, Tony knew I was having a really hard time because it was my first holiday away from my family. And here's the thing that's going on the backside. So I had a good friend of mine and my dad as well going, look, Elisa made the move out to California to be with you. She's, she's out there working. She's doing what she wants to be doing. And well, I don't guys, know about that, but I was working. Yeah. I mean, but you were at least you, you're out there. You're, yeah. you're, you're applying yourself and you're looking for other stuff. And, and, and they're like, you can't just keep letting her, you know, just, keep dangling her along here. And I'm thinking at the time, because I was 20... You were 22 at that point. Two. Yeah, because we would have gotten married the following year. I was 23 when I got married. So I was like, okay. And I I knew it that I needed to get a ring, get a diamond, and make that official, make that engagement official. And so it's not like today's time and you know where people are taking videos and anything of that nature. I just remember going, hey... Everybody was gone, and I said, "Let's let's just go for a drive." And there's an awesome park out by where we live that I used to bike by when I was growing up as a kid. Um, and I was just like, "Let's go to this park. Let's just go for a drive." And we get there, and there's a swing set, and I'm just pushing Elise on the swing set. And at one point, I just sort of jump off real quick, and as she's going back and about to come forward, I I stopped it, got on my knee, mm -hmm. and asked her to marry me there in uh, Wildwood Park. Yeah. And I said, yes, obviously. And we came back and I love, you know, Tony's parents because this is, these are the people that like keep a bottle of champagne in the refrigerator just in case, because you just never know when you're <laughs> going to have something to celebrate. So literally we come back, we announce the engagement, they pop open the champagne and, you know, that really began, you know, what would be, you know, ultimately what would become one extraordinary marriage. And, you know, it's, there's so many of these different, yeah, I mean, that was just like our first year and a half, guys. Mm -hmm. But but a lot of that's the backstory, right? The ebb and flow and, and the challenges that we face. And, and one of the things that we realize is that there are so many things that you have to work on, mm -hmm. right? And, and like we were sharing with, with um, this one couple that we interviewed in the last week, because between the two couples, there's like 40 some years of experience is that you never stop learning, right? Mm -hmm. You never stop trying new things. And, and one of the areas 
that we would over the next 20 years really have to learn on is how to be a couple in and out of the bedroom. Right. Right. And, you know, obviously for those of you that, you know, have heard about our first episode, the 60 days of sex challenge was one area where, you know, that helped with that. But like Tony said, you know, a great bed always makes a difference, right. always makes a difference. So don't miss out on that limited time offer with Casper with their three different mattress lines to choose from. Go to casper.com slash savings and receive up to $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. This special offer guys is going to expire February 20th, 2018. So don't miss out. Go to casper.com slash savings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, as we're talking about like that first year, first year and a half, I mean, in that roller coaster of ultimatums and long distance and no jobs and depression. I mean, you like I mentioned that now and I'm like, oh, my gosh, but we could have jumped. And that was our love story, right? That is our love story right there, because usually when people are looking at, you know, what is it? It's, it's probably within that first year to year and a half mm-hmm. of connection of really going, Hey, we're going to start dating each other. We're, we're now a couple. And where are we going from there? That's your love story. And so I want you guys to think, I mean, a lot of you have seen, you know, like giant tapestries, maybe in a museum or maybe in a book and, and they're phenomenal, right? They're just these incredible pieces of work. And what we don't realize when we look at that is that if you get up close, there are all kinds of imperfections in the mm-hmm. tapestry. Yeah. Th- there are misstitches. There are, you know, colors that are too close together, too much of one color in a piece. But you only see it if you're up close, if you're right in the middle of it. But when you take a step back, that's where you see the artistry. A- and for each one of you, that's what your love story is too, right? I mean, some of you are like right in the middle of all the like, like the drop stitches and the the mismatched colors and things like that. And you're like, wow, that's, no, like at least that's in front of my face. And I want to encourage you, as we've been talking about these love stories, take a step back. Look at the artistry that is your relationship. As you've been jotting yeah, down ideas, so as you've been talking about, okay, what was the beginning like for us? And you've been you know, writing this all down. Look at the artistry that's woven through it. Don't get so fixated on the mistakes. Don't get so fixated on the problems. Right. I made a decision to go all in with Tony when I gave up a job opportunity, moved out to California where I only knew him and his family and said, we're going to make a go of this. And that was 1995. 22 years ago, I made that decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Here I am. And, and trust me, our tapestry has got all kinds of mistakes in it. If you've been listening to the show or you know, binge listen to the show, you know Tony and Lisa have mistakes. We do not get behind these mics ever saying that we've got it all figured out or that we're perfect. No. And one of the biggest places that we learned a lot was when we decided to take divorce off the table. That's when life as we know it today began to completely be shifted. And we did a show called Divorces Off the Table, and I'll make sure to link it here as well. But that may be where you're at right now, and you're going, my goodness, you know, I I want to share our love story. I want, I want to remember that love story. And I want to get back to those times when we were cherishing and, and honoring and respecting one another. And yet there's this block between us. So I would, I would suggest go listen to that show, Divorce is Off the Table, because that's probably the first place you need to start. Mm-hmm. And as you're listening to that again, you do need to be writing down your love story. You need to remember the laughter, the, the good times, the hard times, all of it. All of it, folks. I'm not saying ours was perfect at all, but there are still those times when maybe people would, 
want to point a finger and go, well, that's not, well, that wasn't good. And I would say, you know what? Yeah, it wasn't. And yet we learned from that. Yep. We grew from that. We, we, we realized that maybe that wasn't the best way. But then there are those other times when we go, wow, we sat on Chautauqua Rock. You know, we took a hike up there. Mm-hmm. That was a moment for us. And guess what? That, I would say, has allowed us this year that every Saturday and Sunday, one day of the, of the weekend, we make sure to get out of our house and go for a walk together. You know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. And what a difference that makes. And it brings us all the way back to that time 23 years ago when we hiked up to Chautauqua Rock and we got to connect. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's what we do now. Absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. Recording your story, whether it's written down or maybe you make, you know, an audio recording for your love. whatever. Whichever way. It's not just for the two of you. I will tell you, our children now have this record that they'll be able to listen to our grandchildren. Why? And it goes back to the very beginning. Our love story is my favorite. Your love story is your favorite. Don't don't get, let it get caught up in all the snapshots and the you know voicemails and things like that. Take the time this week. You know, if you're listening to this the first time this show airs, it's Valentine's Day week. Write that love story. Give it to your spouse. Make it tangible mm-hmm. because your love story does matter. Yeah. So go out there this week. Jot down those ideas. And then whatever way you want to do it, be it audio. Hey, maybe you're a musician and you're going to write a song to your spouse. Man, what a, what a beautiful way to share that to them. Maybe you're going to just record it like we do on a weekly basis, but yours is just going to be specifically for them. Whatever way you do it, remember your love story because it's yours. It's all yours. And something in there is going to ignite you and is going to ignite your spouse for years and years to come to make your marriage the extraordinary marriage you desire and love on each other for many, many more years. We love you guys. We love you guys. We can't wait to hear your love stories. You can send them to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Put in the subject line, our love story, and we'll make sure to read that this month. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.